0: Do you have more than one location? Or do you have many retailers selling your products in multiple locations? If you do, the best way to help customers find them is with the Bold Store Locator app. I have used it in several stores and it always works. It's the original store locator app for Shopify. And whether you have 10 or 10,000 locations, this app can handle it and it looks great in any store. Your customers can let the app detect their location or simply enter their zip code, select a radius and see the locations near them. They can even click and get turn by turn directions. Plus, it offers filtering to make sorting through 10,000 locations even easier. And if you want to customize it, you can create custom pins, set priorities for ones to show at the top. Maybe they're a preferred dealer. Add custom text, hours, descriptions for each location, even custom fields. And of course, you could bulk import all of your locations with a CSV and export too if you need it. But probably my favorite feature is what they call heat map reporting. In the back end, you can see a heat map report of where everyone is searching for you. This is a great way to get insight into where people are looking for your products and where they want you to be. So if you have multiple locations, check out Bold Store Locator. As an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their Store Locator app free for two months. To get this special offer, go to curtelster.com slash bold, and you'll be able to install it from there. curtelster.com slash bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. So did you get Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, I did not for three reasons.
1: One, uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a newly released uh AAA $60 game, which I am constitutionally unable to purchase. I see. I will not spend $60 on a video game. I don't care. You know, there were there were some years there that we were not making any money, and I didn't have a job before we got together on this, so. You know, there was that, when you grow up in the Depression, you got to save the sugar packets. Yes. That's pretty much the same thing.
0: I see. Okay. And so because of that, you can't spend, you cannot buy a first-party title for $60.
1: No, I can't buy, well, I'm not going to buy any title for $60, yeah. All right,
0: so that's Uh, that's reason one. That's reason one. That you will not buy the game, Cyberpunk 27, that I even heard about an NPR because this thing made such news and such a PR effort behind it and has supposedly been in development for eight years
1: yeah, that's one of those things where they like. I don't know if they announced it. I mean, you know, who knows? Uh, number two, the previous game by this company, The Witcher Three, uh, didn't like it. A beloved game didn't do
0: anything for me. Okay,
1: so I'm just like, okay, well then these guys don't have a track record. And then the number three thing is people are insane fanboys for this company. And the who's the who's the
0: developer? It's called, or the publisher. It's
1: called CD Projekt Red. It's a it's a, oh yeah yeah it's a Polish development studio. I think. And they're in Poland, and was uh, oh,
0: that where Polish games come from? Oh, fuck <laughs>
1: you. oh I wasn't trying to make. Speaking as someone who's part Polish, I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed to say those things.
0: So Chicago, <laughs> Italian and <laughs> Polish.
1: Um, uh, the they have like this insane fanboy cult that are horrible people. <laughs> that are just like this company is the greatest company in the world and they're so great and this is the greatest game ever made and everyone they're awesome you won't even believe how great this game's gonna be it's gonna be so good everyone else is an idiot and you're just like okay guys it's a video game made by a company
0: you like, know the the culture I don't blame you for that one because the culture and the fanboys is why I will not admit to loving Rick and Morty oh geez Rick they're just they're too weird
1: yeah I mean who why would anyone become an insane? Fanboy of a large a large corporation, he says as he looks around this room and the rest of your house.
0: <laughs> we have a you know we have a, a no no Disney garbage rule, and uh, it's slowly getting slowly working uh, slowly falling apart. We got so much Disney crap. Yeah, I got a Disney Christmas tree skirt. Oh, There's a Disney
1: f- castle behind your head. You're declaring it slowly falling apart now. My wife rule? has
0: a, a Minnie Mouse headband tattoo. That rule didn't. <laughs> fall apart that the course didn't leave the barn years ago i am just saying it would be crazier <laughs> if we didn't have that rule in place
1: so yeah so there's a lot of just like you know pc gaming gaming culture itself is just inherently misogynist and toxic and horrifying so
0: they do yeah they're, they're, they're pretty bad they're
1: some of the worst of the worst those guys so hey, i
0: don't want comments from gamers all right
1: <laughs> so i'm just like i don't even want to be involved in this whole situation
0: <laughs> so was that all three reasons that was the three reasons okay
1: uh, anyway, the the launch was a disaster and the game doesn't work right, and so everyone is like, well, it's because you're an idiot and they're playing it on PS4. Why would you think it would run good on PS4?
0: It's like, I don't know. They sold it to you on PS4? Yeah, there was an expectation there. <laughs> yeah, and if I had wanna, I have a, a gamer friend, uh, I asked. I said, hey, you get a, you get, did you get Cyberpunk 27? And he confusingly said, yes, my wife won a copy, but we're waiting to play it until it's better patched.
1: Yeah.
0: Whew. Yeah. That's uh that's not a great launch. Well, for they just kept that took to, eight it, years to make.
1: It was great that they just like I mean, it was one of the missed launch dates was in like last January. And they're like, hey, we can release it right now if we wanted to, but we feel like it's better if we gave it another eight months of polish. So it's the most absolutely perfect game ever made. And then all the people online were like, Oh my god, they care so much about us. <laughs> they're just I mean, they're just like um what are the people that give a lot of charity money? <laughs>
0: uh oh, uh,
1: philanthropists. There you go. They're like gaming philanthropists for wanting to do this for us. I, I can't believe it. They're so good to us, and it's just like it never worked.
0: <laughs> it was never good or never ready. It's still not ready. They're charging you sixty bucks. Still doesn't work. <laughs> you know they'll it, they'll get there though. But hopefully, I don't know. I'm not I'm not about to buy a console outside of my my VR headset. Uh, all
1: and, right. And also, I want to say, as I was, you know, uh, we don't feel that way about Shopify either. Shopify also makes mistakes. Everybody does. That's <laughs> the nature of software. <coughs> ah, sections anywhere. <coughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, <laughs> believe me, if Shopify screws something up royally, we'll be happy to tell you all about it. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I will not. I will not. Never. No. No, because we had on the uh, Harley on the show last week, well, shot by the, President Harley Finkelstein. That's the reason I brought that up. I don't How wanna, cool was that? I
1: don't want to... No, he's not my friend. He's a person I have a business relationship with. I mean, that's fine.
0: I I want to be best friends with him.
1: Okay, well... Did
0: you see... Because he provided video, too. Did you see the his office I, background? I...
1: I, I I saw the video. I didn't really like scan it for like.
0: It looks like this guy works in an art museum. That's how I'm like, wow, that's some serious interior. Oh, decorating. I thought you were
1: scanning it for like secret messages. That's like, Kurt's my buddy.
0: No, no, says, I've not gone like right full, there. full psychopath. No, that's not. Oh my god!
1: What you <laughs> just sit here for two weeks? We don't see each other, and you're just in your office like.
0: <laughs> I did it when you were walking up to record. That's why I was downloading new sounds on the soundboard.
1: You're on the Compuserve Wave Files forum.
0: It is, there's some strange websites that you got to get the, the sounds from. <laughs> uh, so, on this episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast, I'm your host, Kurt Elster. And on this show, we're going to talk shipping hidden, Cyber Monday stats, and a Nugs teardown. Mm, I love some spicy Nugs. And I'm joined by my co host, Paul Rita, who will be airing his grievances. In this, actually, he aired his grievances. We have achieved a festivist miracle. I actually don't have
1: grievances. There was a, a piece of media was released that I decided was not for me, and then I moved on with my life, which <laughs> a lot of people on the internet have problems with.
0: You're right. They, that is the issue. To do that. They're the problem, not us. <laughs> huh. So, in the new, you want the. So what, the did,
1: so, what did Harley do? That was like a total
0: baller move. The,
1: well, it was. Um, you like asked him for comment, and he sent you an entire video.
0: He gave me two videos. It was nicely edited. It, it looked really good. But what was really cool is he replied to me. He re- like he replied right away and said um, and cc'd uh, Daniela, his I believe her name is his chief of staff, and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, can we make this happen for Kurt?" And then sure enough, like a week later, boom! I got these videos. I was thrilled. It was very cool of him. Yeah. All right. Cool. That guy was just on Tim Ferriss' podcast. I mean, he's a nice guy. We've met him several times. Yeah. No, he's cool.
1: No, he's he's a he's a very nice guy.
0: Uh. So in the news you want that some more exciting press release facts about cyber monday we did black <laughs> friday last time we got some more sub cyber monday in here so black friday cyber monday combined the final worldwide stats for just shopify merchants not everybody just shopify 5.1 billion uh with 44 million individual customers globally purchasing from shopify merchants a 50% jump from 2019 all right so certainly Uh, The e-commerce boom continued through BFCM. Uh, We've got an average order value stat for this. It was $89.20. So AOV, 90 bucks across all of these. And they even broke it down by country a little bit. In Japan, they had the highest AOV at 106 US dollars. Australia, right behind it at 105. And uh, Canadians, 103. And then the US, ooh, we brought the average down with 92.80. I don't know, maybe we're more, US merchants do more discounting. Who knows? Um, and this one I thought was surprising. Mobile sales stayed relatively flat compared to last year. Sixty-seven percent of sales were on mobile devices versus thirty-three percent on desktop. Compared to sixty-eight of sales made on mobile devices versus thirty-two on desktop in twenty nineteen. So yeah, that's
1: just a rounding error. Yeah, which so is I unchanged. Think is interesting to me. I mean that. You know that raises the question of: Has the transition to mobile? Have we completed it?
0: You yeah, know, is for, like, the, did we plateau? Yeah,
1: for the last, you know, however many, you know, geez, since the iPhone probably, since, you know, for the last decade, the share of traffic that's on mobile has just been steadily increasing. So have we reached the limit now? Like, is it going to be 66, 33, you know, the rest of the two-thirds, one way, one-third the other? From,
0: at the same time, does it skew more toward desktop because people have been spending almost a year, spending more time than usual at home, which... Does that lend itself to desktop usage? Like I'm, my laptop's just on my couch with me now. I would argue the opposite. More mobile usage if I'm just yeah, if killing I'm just, time at home. I'm killing
1: time at home. I'm on the. I think unlike not me. I'm, I sit on the couch with a laptop, but I think a lot of people sit on the couch with a phone. Whereas, where's the place that people are most of the time when they're not at home? They're at work. At work, it's mostly would fall under desktop usage. And we know people do a lot of shopping at work. It's amazing how. E-commerce sales plummet after 5 p.m. and on weekends.
0: It's true. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that theory behind Cyber Monday, like, wow, people shop when they're back at work. It's true. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, like, every, just about every store. at The evening, it's going to slow down, and on weekends, it dies. It dies on the weekend. And then, sure enough, on Monday, <laughs> things start to pick back up, and then Friday, they start to uh, dip again. Isn't that interesting?
1: I would like to know the total money increase. We have a traffic increase, traffic to consumers, buyers, 50%, up by 50%. What was the money increase?
0: Uh, well, we know the total was $5.1 billion in worldwide sales. So let's just look. Let me oh, Google that, That's for, what I was looking for. Well, well let me Google last year's <laughs> Shopify BFCM 2019. $2.9 billion. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's a huge increase. But we're also changing, like the total. Not only are more people buying online, but we also now we we in that time certainly increased the total number of merchants on Shopify. So we're gonna see that revenue go up as well. But yeah, I got the the data insights report from last year, and the average order value goes up. It was eighty three bucks last year. All right. Yeah. So it's.
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's just uh, we could see this coming all year. I mean, just the last eight months. Online sales have just been insane through the roof because of the pandemic, so it makes sense that Black Friday was through the roof as well.
0: I remember in uh, end of March or early April, we had that one apparel client who cleared out a bunch of inventory um, through a flash sale and ended up doing like beating their their previous year's Black Friday numbers, and that was when I thought, okay, you know, then I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Today I'm still a little bit waiting for the other shoe to drop. But That's when I thought, okay, we will be okay. E-commerce can survive this. And then, lo and behold, it became you know the um, really you know this lifeline and very important. But we you know, early on in the pandemic in 2020, we couldn't have known that it was oh the oh, amount no. of anxiety and sleepless nights. I bought a house. I bought a house
1: uh, literally during the pandemic. Like I the the house closing, it was me and my wife alone in a room because people couldn't be in rooms with each other.
0: Ah. Uh. And I'm sure you were like, well, how much sleep did you lose over that?
1: Well, I was just like, well, I used to have a lot of cash. Now I don't.
0: (laughs) Well, now you have, you have a place to sleep. You have a lovely home. I had a place to sleep before. And then I had, and I also had cash. Um,
1: I, I, I'm being, you're, I'm surprised to hear you say you're waiting for another shoe to drop. What do you mean by that?
0: The, I keep waiting for, well, we're seeing, you know, double digit unemployment. And I was, I think a lot of people are waiting for like, well, when does, when does the real recession start? I mean, I think, and then, you know, what impact does that have on e-commerce?
1: I mean, I'm probably jinxing us right now, but I think, I think we're really underrating that 2021 is going to be, uh, it's, th- shit's gonna, just going to get better. It's going to be all right. Like the vac- vaccinations are starting. My wife, uh, my wife's hospital is starting to vaccinate people next week. My sister's hospital starting to vaccinate people next week. So like, Vaccines are rolling out. And I think...
0: So by the time this airs, people are getting the vaccine. Yes, yeah, we're, yeah. But people will be getting vaccinated
1: in Chicago at Chicago area hospitals when you are listening to this. So I uh, I just think I think there's a lot of pent-up demand. I mean, I was talking... This isn't e-commerce, but I was talking last week. I was like, yeah, I was talking yesterday to my wife, and I was just like, we're going to go to so many goddamn restaurants this year. It's not <laughs> even funny. Like, we're never cooking ever again. I
0: know, I miss... Haircuts, restaurants, and travel. It's like
1: we're going to steakhouses. We're going to diners. We're going wherever you want to go. (laughs) And I think a lot of people are just going to be like, let's go. Like just losing their minds.
0: I agree. Because the idea of doing a second quarantine, stay home, pandemic winter is weighing on me. Yeah. And I don't think I'm the only one. And so, like, all right, we could, we were able to get through an entire year of this. And I still got to do another winter of it. And Chicago winters are grim. It's a lot of gray, just endless gray. <laughs> Describes Chicago winter. Um, and oh, no, so when spring rolls around and we can leave our and we can, we've got the vaccine and we can leave our houses again. I think you're right. I think it's going to be um, uh, quite the insanity.
2: Yeah.
0: A lot of So the the other way around though is um similar to 9-11 people are will wait for like some sign that like okay it's things are normal again like there's some indicator that says all right we can go out we can travel does that happen like do we need something to say it's okay
1: i mean i, I think it's just going to be a i mean i don't know how it's going to roll out i mean who knows yeah we're making we're just guessing here we're just, I, mean, I don't know how the vaccine rollout's going to go either like are we just gonna are, are when we're done with the first load of vaccinations are they going to be like well you got to wait another two months because we've got to make more like you know how's the rollout going to go and, and uh i don't know i feel like there's just going to be like a moment like i think i i think at the beginning of all this the moment was that crazy wednesday within like an hour of each other the nba canceled itself tom hanks had it and like something else happened that night too and everyone was like oh there the pandemic is now like, that was when it started. It
0: like, was, I think that was that night, um, uh, then President Trump did a uh, a national address. Or maybe it was the next day. Yeah, I don't think it but was that But there was night. something, it was when, I think it was the next day when he showed up on national TV, and I went, uh-oh. No,
1: it was the NBA canceling itself and Tom Hanks having it.
0: The NBA canceling itself, that was like, that was a scary moment. Um, and so- yet they were the ones who managed to figure it out. They did their Disney bubble.
1: Well, we'll see how it goes. Because, I mean, the uh, actually, the Bulls' first preseason game is tonight as we're recording this. I'm excited to watch it. I haven't seen you terrible Bulls basketball in almost, you know, eight months. I need it. Uh But, yeah, so now they're doing not in a bubble. So who knows how long.
0: Yeah, how long is that going to last?
1: You know, will, it will be the NBA again that the NBA's like, because uh, there's no, at least I know for the Bulls games, the Bulls are going to have no fans. So I don't know if every team is doing that, but I assume they are. Will there just be? A I thought
0: the. I assume the league set the rules on that.
1: Well, the NFL made it individual team by team, and it's like based on what the local rules are. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. So who knows? So who
1: knows? But I mean, if it's a league wide thing, then uh, you know, the day that Adam Silver comes out is like, guess what? Everyone can come to NBA games again. Like, I feel like that would be something.
0: Isn't he the guy? That looks like Nosferatu. He does look like he's like a
1: cross, but he's like if Nosferatu had a baby with a gray alien. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, very, he's a very good league. Com- he's the best pro sports league commissioner we have. But he's a very odd-looking man.
0: The moment you said gray alien <laughs> and I could see the X-Files theme button already just happenstance loaded on that soundboard. I was like, this is my moment to shine. Good. If I can get you to laugh with a soundboard, that's like that's really the whole reason I do this show now. King of the
1: CompuServe forums, this guy.
0: <laughs> uh. So. But, but anyway, I, yeah, so I don't know. I think next year
1: uh, we're going to be so dead, too. We're so dead. I'm just sitting there going, like, I think 2021 is going to be a good year. We're
0: fucked. You really doomed us, <laughs> didn't you?
1: We're just like, okay, well, the, that, that volcano exploded. <laughs> and then, you know, we found the black hole. Yeah, wait, wasn't wait
0: good. well, 2020 was just like, yeah. It was know. the asteroid strike. Yeah, know, 2020 is pandemic and murder <laughs> hornets. And you're like, what's going on? And then you just assume that magically on January 1st, 2021 has to be better than that.
1: <laughs> well, we and, thought that in 2020, in 2019. Too. I know. We've been thinking that for the past five years or so.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, this year be my year. It's like, it's like
1: David Bowie and Prince died. And then we were like, this world's just fucked since then.
0: <laughs> oh, they kicked it off.
1: Yeah. I well, see. Yeah. David Bowie went back to his home planet.
0: Uh, they were. Yeah. that's a real loss. Okay. Uh. So there are some, we've got, I got a quick win for you. You merchants should send out a, a shipping deadline email and do it. Like today's the 15th. If you haven't sent one, sent one out yet, do it today. Cause FedEx ground, the holiday cutoff date is the 16th priority. USPS priority mail. Um, and first class it's the 17th and UPS grounds already passed. And from what I can tell, UPS ground is also the one that got hit the hardest by uh ship And, so, like, just you know, we have seen over and over that genuine urgency really drives conversions because it forces people to make a decision, a purchase decision. And so, this is just such a an, an easy and truthful opportunity for you to say, "Hey, here's your holiday cutoff dates, and you got to order by this time." And if you really want to fancy it up, put um, I would use uh, like a countdown timer in the email and like centric, s e n d t r i c dot com. That's a really good tool for it. I use that. I've seen some others. That's not the only one, um, but I would I would definitely send out that shipping cutoff email. Uh,
1: and-, and I just want to be clear on the dates here. You're hearing this, you, the listener. The earliest you're hearing this is on December fifteenth. These cutoff dates. One's already gone. The FedEx Ground one is tomorrow, the sixteenth. Yeah, so you got to do this literally today. Do this today, Tuesday. Tell them to get their orders in. Also, question: Are these dates different? than the dates we put in the holiday email guide. Have like these been updated. Oh, now he's got a check. I must look. Because we're not sure, because we've been getting reports from our clients that Shipageddon or Shipocalypse, I don't know which one's better, uh, <laughs> is actually truly happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if UPS was like, I know we told you the 20th, it's the 17th now.
0: This and is... And we had like the
1: 20th in, in the email guide. And we were, it ended up changing.
0: All right. So the email guide was more, uh, was more for aggressive. UPS. It was the, it was December 11th for UPS ground. And the updated date is the 13th. Okay. So but it's this, getting, it, it could it's also better. be like, you know, I don't know what zones these are referring to. Like shipping from Chicago to New York is different than shipping from New York to California. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's like, it, one of the rules is like, if you're going, anytime you got to go over the mountain, either way, <laughs> that increases cost and time. You know, it's a mountain rule. Yeah. The mountain uh the one mountain <laughs> the mountain i'm not good at geography God, uh, you aren't no not at all we
1: used to have meetings in downtown chicago he was just like what's the street i don't know where buildings are
0: <laughs> i still don't <laughs> i have it, it, no it, like the part of my brain that understands geography mapping just gone but you love cars and driving around and yeah and it, like every car has a gps and prior to then it was a real horse show <laughs> for me to get anywhere all right <laughs> None of that was a joke. It's <laughs> the real truth. Uh, I couldn't navigate my way out of a paper bag. There's humor in the truth. I just had to accept that. No, so these are uh, these are updated dates.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so so the dates did change, however, they've gotten better.
0: Yes. It appears yeah, by like uh, one to three days, depending on the carrier.
1: But yeah, so stuff's bad out there, man, in terms of the shipping.
0: So there was this thought that like, well, ship again, is it fake news or is this a re- going to be a real issue? Because certainly we've heard this about e-commerce uh, earlier this year and yeah, they, they were taxed, but they weren't, did, the system did not fall apart. And I don't, it, and then the fear was, okay, well, if it's already at its breaking point and then we've got black Friday on top of that, what happens and a guy with a blue check mark on Twitter, I forgot his name, said something very smart. He said, "Well, you know, picture the the metaphor I use is the shipping and logistics is a snake, and on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that snake just ate a pig. Now we need to know can and just ate it whole. Can the pig get through the snake without killing the snake? I think that's a very good. That's a wonderful, delightful. Everyone's <laughs> seen that image. Like you get it. You, now geographic. you can picture it." So what it sounded like these carriers did uh, is they said, oh, hey, you know, A, they added a ton of people. They really beefed things up. They knew this was coming. They also set shipping quotas to try and keep the glut out of the system. Like, there's a finite amount of space in warehouse distribution centers and in these trucks. And so uh, I'm sure many people noticed the, the national news where they said, oh, well, UPS uh, said, you know, went to like, it was either UPS or FedEx, I don't remember, was going to major retailers like Nike. And saying, "Hey, we're capping you to a few hundred packages a day." What? <laughs> what are you going to do? And they, um, we so, had
1: that, and we had that happen to one of our clients.
0: So we experienced this firsthand. We had several clients where they said, "Hey, uh, you're capped at," and it was a number. It was like 100, 150, or 200 packages. And one client in particular said, "And we're going to we're going to try and call him and see if he'll uh, he'll talk to us on the record about this. It may not work." Uh, and Actually, you want to just call him and see if it'll.
1: Well, we'll tell the story and then we'll see if he'll confirm or deny it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they FedEx came to them and was like, "Hey guys, you get two hundred packages a day. That's it." And he was like, "We have four thousand right now." Yeah, that it was wh- four
0: thousand, like picked and packed, ready to go on their dock, and then they had another three thousand waiting to be picked and packed. So they like those orders were placed. They knew they were going to go out the door, and then you have us, you have FedEx show up and say, "Oh, sorry." We can only take two hundred. Yeah, and there's like there was they were adamant that so, they're not going to take more than that. So what
1: you currently have, we'll get to it in three weeks.
0: Yeah, and right. they said, well, don't worry, we're adding more capacity, so we'll get to it. You just have to trust us. And he, I mean, they freaked. What are you supposed to do? Well, so they, they were st-
1: even like, can we rent a truck and take it to your distribution facility? And you, in FedEx was like, no, we'll just lose it because you're breaking our yeah. Well, you're systems. you're breaking the system. Yeah.
0: A, and uh, they flat out were like, we don't think we have the space. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, after I don't know if this would have happened without gnashing of teeth. But the following Saturday, FedEx showed up with a 20 foot trailer, picked everything up.
1: I want to know what how they pulled that off, who got called and yelled at and who did the yelling to make it happen.
0: And this like that's one isolated client. You know what happens if you can't complain enough? Yeah. But from what I've heard, it sounds like FedEx um, FedEx struggled the worst, UPS the second, and USPS surprisingly did not seem to struggle too badly. And like, have you uh, have you been shipping stuff? Yeah. And what kind of delays have you seen? None. None. I mean, I bought
1: well, two. of The th- I, my wife's birthday is December twelfth. Just happened, and obviously Christmas is coming up, so you just kind of buy all your gifts for her in one solid glut. Um, but yeah, I had a FedEx package. And then uh, something I bought from a Shopify store that I think came f- FedEx and then two things from Amazon. But those all came within a entirely reasonable amount of time.
0: So what I yeah, and I've experienced the same thing with like there was a handful of exceptions like my wife bought packing tape and I no, I'm sorry she bought tamper proof stickers. It was like a tiny roll of tamper proof stickers and they like UPS was like this is rescheduled. We lost it. It's undeliverable and then it eventually did finally show up. So like our worst case scenario has been a package gets delayed 1 to 4 days and then arrives. And then what I've seen is like the typical delay seems to be like 2 to 4 days. So this it's the stuff's moving, it's showing up and it only got delayed a little bit. I think it's a win.
1: I mean as long as they can get it through, as long as people get their Christmas presents before Christmas, we'll we'll be okay.
0: All right, let's see if we can get this gentleman. If we can
1: get client X.
0: Client X. Mr. X on the phone to discuss his experience
1: oh we got to run his voice through like the modulator
0: okay hello uh how you doing
1: I'm
2: good, yeah. <laughs> <I just laughs> it's kurt.
0: oh uh okay,
2: okay.
0: it's kurt i'm here with with mr paul rita we're actually recording a podcast right now and we want to know if you would talk on or off the record we could like modulate your voice make you sound totally anonymous about your your oh, fedex please. experience
2: yeah, like I could be like uh, America's Most Wanted or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I think the cell phone. I think the
1: cell phone muffles it enough.
2: <laughs> okay, great. Um. Well, yeah. Uh. I got a few minutes. Um. Sure. Okay. You, you caught me right in between calls. So perfect. Um, what do we
0: got? What do you What do you want to
2: What do you want to share?
0: So, uh, tell me what. So you switched to FedEx this year as your shipping carrier, right?
2: We did. We were. Predominantly with UPS, switched to FedEx in April of this year.
0: Okay, and so they had not done a Black Friday with you before, but you have you have several Black Fridays under your belt. You did you give them predictions, projections? You said, "Hey, here's how much we're going to move."
2: We did. So leading up to the fourth quarter, uh, we try to meet with uh, all of our key vendors, different suppliers. FedEx being one of them, and we say, "Hey, based off of uh, prior years." here's the number of orders that we anticipate receiving on uh, certain days as well as weeks. So we can make sure that we have the uh, pickups necessary, multiple daily pickups, weekend pickups, you know, trailer drop-offs, etc.
0: Okay. And so you thought, and what was their response to this? Were they like, you're good? Why are you bothering us? Or, or holy yeah, crap, much. we're going to die. Just,
2: they just, No, no, they they just received the information and just kind of, you know, they really didn't have much of a response. I mean, you know, they just seemed to kind of digest it and move forward. And we went into the holiday season thinking that, you know, as business as usual, we did our piece. We you know projected uh, our volume. We communicated it to our key vendors. So we were kind of up. We checked that box. Let's keep moving forward.
0: And then Black Friday rolls around. How'd you do?
2: Black Friday rolls around. We did good. We, um, unlike years prior, we started a little earlier this year. So we, you know, with everything that was taking place in internal speculation and not knowing what was going to happen to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we tried to get a little uh, uh, more aggressive earlier in the month. So um, Black Friday was still a, a very, very strong day for us.
0: And so uh, you ran in, well, how many packages? Did you have to fulfill and what happened?
2: Oh, let's see here. So, when the FedEx issue really came to light, um, was post Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So, we learned of uh, uh, our allocation uh, post sale when our driver showed up on Monday, uh, Cyber Monday, and uh, just said, I can't take all this. <laughs> we just said, excuse me, what are you you talking about? This is, you know, we've we've communicated with our reps and different FedEx personnel. This is, you know, what we have ready to go. So you've got to take them. He's like, nah, I'm sorry. Um, I can only take 200 packages. So that was the first time that we had learned of our allocation that had been placed upon us. And that was based off of, uh, you know, FedEx had done that based off of a daily volume increase that was, you know, dating back a couple of months or so. So we obviously hopped on the phone with our reps. and said, hey, wait a second here. We've got 3,000 packages sitting on my dock. You know, we've got 4,000 packages in process, and you guys are only picking up 200 a day? Like, this isn't going to work. You know, we said we have, uh, you, know, um, you know, another 12,000 packages, you know, pro- you know, that were projected for December. Yeah, you know, so we won't be delivering uh, Black Friday Cyber Monday packages at this rate until March. In December, the packages oh, will be man. good for Christmas of 2021. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, so we just we we just we pressured them. You know, we um, you know, hopped on the phone with a rep, continually you know, uh, expressed our concerns and our frustrations, and ultimately. Threatened to go public with this and just said, look, we are a company that's built off of social media. We have a very loyal following. You know, We're not doing this as a threat. But what we're going to have to do if we don't see movement and see pickup is we're going to have to go public from a customer service public relations standpoint. So um, thankfully, FedEx has responded and has started to send us uh, trailers you know 20 foot trailers on the weekends so we can load up all of our goods and and get them out so um, our daily pickup the allocation is now at 400 moving into next week so it's great still you know um, doesn't even come close to taking a a third of the packages off our dock that we're processing today Um, but it is it it is relieving uh, some of the daily strain and then at the end of the week on uh, Saturday, Sundays they are sweeping by and picking everything up.
0: And so, will they have? Um, well, do, do you? Th- will you make it? Will you get all your your packages delivered before Christmas?
2: We um, we will have them processed and ready to go <laughs> in a timely manner. Whether oh, they're man. delivered, unfortunately, is beyond our control. So, um, FedEx has come back and has said, "Hey, you have ground delivery." You know, um, you know, we need to uh, bump up the date. You know that we would guarantee, uh, you know, Christmas packages would uh, be delivered by that date. Um, so, you know, we will have them processed. It's it kind of you know, it's passing the baton and, and praying that these this carrier will, will deliver them to all of our
0: customers on a timely basis. What do you think the the sane shipping cutoff date is?
2: If we, if ground packages. Aren't done by, I would say, the fifteenth Tuesday, then we're now at risk of them not being delivered.
0: Okay, so
2: it's business.
0: and speak of the devil, FedEx yeah. just drove past. <laughs> I just saw out the window. Um, okay, so you're operating with with fifteen, like you, the order's got to be placed and out the door by today, Tuesday, December fifteenth. That's yeah. when this episode goes live.
2: Yep. Okay. And then beyond beyond that um, you know the package you know is at risk I would say we're, we're west coast based so I'd say the package is locally um, I'd like to believe we're still okay but anything on the uh, the East Coast or you know internationally would be at great risk of uh, being delivered before Christmas
0: well end of this if you had to give any advice for like okay here's how to try and be safe and sane about COVID in your warehouse. This is what you should do.
2: Well, you got to listen to the guidelines, right? So we, you know, as an example, uh, we have limited our staff numbers. Um, we um, aren't bringing in uh, seasonal labor that we're not familiar with. The seasonal labor that we had brought in early in the fourth quarter, um, we are testing them. Uh, to make sure that they are healthy on a regular basis. We are taking their temperature on a daily basis. Everyone is wearing masks uh, consistently. We're making sure that we can keep the six feet distance. Um, and most team members, We're, um, we've implemented more of a relay process from a pick, pack, scan, you know, ship uh, uh, environment. And so we are just trying to take all necessary precautions one, get uh, uh, our job done, but more importantly, keep everyone safe and, and healthy.
0: Okay. Excellent. Uh, excellent feedback. I appreciate it, Mr. X. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. All right. All right. We'll talk talk soon. To soon. Stay safe. Hold up. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. I know I have. There's just a pile of packages in front of my door. I can't even get the front door open. But if you're an e commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Clavio is for. Clavio is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Clavio to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Talk to them. All right, do we... Well... Uh, Anything else on shipping, getting anything before we move on to a spicy teardown? I want a spicy teardown. Spicy teardown.
1: All right. You have not shut up about Nugs for more than two weeks. You randomly send me the website over the course of the day, and you just scream at me, look at it. Look
0: (laughs) at it. All right. So again, none of that's a joke. That literally (laughs) has occurred repeatedly.
1: It's a thing. And I understand this because I remember over the summer, I watched the 1984 David Lynch version of Dune. And while Mm -hmm. it is not a good movie, I appreciated it as a movie that makes choices. (laughs) And that they were just like, this is what we're doing. And you're like, you know what? You know, it's kind of all the same. It's like, you're just going to get the standard B grade thing. It's just going to be a B. Everything's just going to be a B till the end of time. That David Lynch doing is kind of like, what if we tried for A++? And uh, they didn't hit it. But I appreciated the effort. And I feel like that's the thing with Nugs, is that it's just like, they they went for it. They,
0: they did go for they it. They really went for it. Bless them.
1: <laughs> so uh, my thought here, uh, I brought this up to Kurt when I came in, uh, we should just do these on the phone. I agree. Because that's where 90% of the traffic is.
0: Well, we just had the stats on it, and yeah. it's the majority.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the majority of the sales, but as we've talked about before, it's 66% of the sales, but it's really 85% of the traffic.
0: EatNugs.com. What is your initial impression of this lovely, very red website?
1: I don't like the Tesla of chicken.
0: That's their tagline. The Tesla of chicken. Does
1: it mean it doesn't really work right? It has a lot. It has a lot of fit and finish problems Ah! to actually get to it. Oh, you admit it?
0: It's you know, mine has been a lovely dream to own. Uh. No, the computer is so slow. I'm paying for an upgrade that will cost me twenty seven hundred dollars <laughs> and not covered under warranty. Thanks, Elon. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what they mean. No, just that it, it feels it feels sci-fi. It feels futuristic. There's something about the Tesla of chicken. I think that's it's just like a polarizing phrase. But like you'll read that and then you will either get it or not. Yeah, I I don't like it. Now, what's interesting about this is they say, it says, Nug, the the entirety of the homepage on mobile, Nugs 2.0, the Tesla of chicken, with a picture of chicken nuggets. These aren't meat. This is entirely plant-based. I get that. Yeah, and I, but I'm saying, like, looking at this homepage, that's not obvious at all.
1: Well, when you, the first thing you scroll down is a chicken nugget, a nugget, chicken nugget simulation. Nugs utilize an advanced soy protein technology.
0: I'm just, it, uh, I love, they're delicious. I love them. I mean, they take... Delicious for chicken nuggets. I they are perfect chicken nuggets. Well, I
1: mean, what does it mean, delicious for chicken nuggets? Chicken nuggets are inherently delicious.
0: Okay, I'm just saying, like, we're not getting a, you know, this is not a, a steakhouse. I'm not Gordon Ramsay's not making me beef Wellington here. These are still they're chicken nuggies,
1: which are delicious.
0: They are delicious. I I've been eating these. We'll usually do them for like lunch or dinner on the weekend when we're slumming it. I love chicken nuggets. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. And uh-huh. even my kids
0: are like, wow. They're like spicy nugs. They smell so good. They look we have some? we're like, no, you guys eat meat. You're not getting these. You can have the Tyson. All right. So nugs. Eatnugs.com. And then at the top they have a banner. They rebranded over the summer to Simulate. It's now the brand is now called Simulate because they're expanding beyond nugs. There's uh uh nugs discs. Those are chicken patties. And I read they're going to do a hot dog, which that's a tough thing to do. A good non meat simulated hot dog. Yeah, I'd
1: like to see how that grills up. But I do like, um, so yeah, this stuff, you know me, I don't have that good with feelings. So it's sort <laughs> of just like, look how cool this is. Look how cool. Any I-
0: site that's like very much cool first, you inherently hate. Yes. And sometimes I'm, I, I, I get that a, a little bit too. Um, it's why I, I love anti-design sites. But I don't think this is anti design. I do think the copywriting is it's I think tongue it's in and cheek. I think
1: it's in your face.
0: And it's it's bold, it's you, in your face, you and it's tongue in
1: cheek. I love bold in your face websites.
0: I do. Pit Vipers. Pit Vipers. Like that's about what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, my baby. I love Pit Vipers. Um, so, all right. Nugs 2.0, the Tesla of Chicken. You're going to land on this and you're going to say, oh, that's interesting. And it was probably recommended to you by someone who heard you're like vegan or pescatarian, whatever. And they say, oh, you should check out Nugs. I love Nugs when I'm slumming it. And I love on mobile. They have uh, the site uses animation very well. There's A little bit of animation going on here. They've got this like kind of monochromatic color pattern that makes it feel very futuristic. And I think that fits that like Tesla of chicken tagline. And then uh, they have, which I think is clever because they're trying it, They're really optimizing for like this one product at the moment. It just says buy. They've got a buy now sticky button. And they do have a sticky header, but it's it's fairly minimal.
1: Uh, yeah, I do like that buy now button. Like that to me is like the that's a thing that is I'm very into that that's sticky like, footer buy just now button, pushing them down the line of like go buy something, go buy something.
0: Well, and then what's nice about that is you don't have to have that like buy now call to action button repeatedly through your page. And as you scroll down, they do. They've got some like phenomenally great uh, model photos and this in your face. Um, but honest uh, copywriting kills you slower is literally what this thing says. Because they say, hey, it's got um, more protein than uh, the the actual chicken nuggets and 40% less fat, and they're cholesterol free. Oh, wonderful. But they, they refer to that as kills you slower. So they're not claiming it's health food. Uh, engineered. They do some parallax scrolling when you get to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, and they're like, this is just the stuff off their box uh, that they're, these images, these illustrations.
1: See, you already hit, you're going through all this stuff. I already hit buy now, I'm on the product page. <laughs>
0: And then they've got their their brag bar, their Sinon, Today, Forbes. Oh, this is really clever. All right, so you should stay on the homepage. At the bottom, they have a thing. It says, send five free nugs to someone you love. And you put in their phone number, and it texts them on your behalf. <laughs> I don't know if this is legitimate or not. I don't. Well, it, it, I But mean, I did.
1: You're really going with the target market here, where you're... Uh, th- the way you give your information is by giving them your Instagram account. Yeah, that's interesting. So isn't it's it? assumed you have an Instagram. So let's be honest, you're not supposed to buy this if you're under the age of thirty.
0: <laughs> Probably not. But if, this, you're, if you're over the age of thirty, this SMS thing is so convenient. This is how we bought nugs for the first time. I used this to send it to my wife, who then was like, "Should I buy these? These look yeah. good. Should I buy them?" And then she did it.
1: Yeah, it just assumes you have Instagram. That's that's pretty crazy.
0: Like, well, and then when you get that like, right after that, it goes straight into social proof. People love Nugs, and it's just Instagram post after Instagram post.
1: I'm so old.
0: I'm so old. Are you saying Nugs makes you feel, that you're like, this is gen-gapped? Yes. Oh, really? I'm old. I uh, See, I need to stay cool, so I, mean, I gotta eat Nugs so I can be cool. I gotta go home and watch more TCM. But it's funny, and it's t- and it makes you curious. And if, you're like, alright, I'll check this out, I want to try it. Like, what's that like? What is... What is chicken-like substrate? And sure enough, they're, you know, Doug's 2.0 are, are fantastic. Um, and then this... You know, I think the footer is the only thing that surprises me in that often on DTC sites and some of my favorite sites, you have these really big mega footers. This one does not do that. There's only a few things in there and a very subtle back-to-top button. On that Instagram thing, though, the only social media link on here is Instagram, nothing else. You notice that in the footer? hmm It's interesting. All right, so we... We clear we got to click this buy now button. Yeah. It, it is desperate. I'm on the product detail page and oh my gosh, the there is no product photo. There's a 360 spinner of the box, is a 3D render that you could just uh spin with your thumb on mobile. I assume on desktop it works with your mouse. And then the only option really is do you want original or spicy and it's done is what would you call that that button at the top?
1: Toggle. Toggle. A toggle it's switch.
0: got to toggle. What happens when you click that toggle?
1: Well, it just changes it.
0: Does it? Yeah. It changes the title to Spicy Nugs. And the box catches fire.
1: Well, I noticed on original, they didn't size their font correctly, so the title actually runs off the screen.
0: Ouch. Come Really? On. Come oh, on. yeah. Look at that. You're right. It does. 50 original Nug. <laughs> yeah, I
1: I, we all, I also have a phone.
0: <laughs> is it yours a different size than mine?
1: Mine's uh, 414.
0: I don't know what this is. XS Pro Max, XDR, you call, Turbo. You call yourself edu, a professional. .gov. <laughs> iPhone 12. .gov? iPhone 12.gov. All right, so I'm going with the spicy. Because A, it doesn't run off the screen, and it's on fire. Well, obviously you want spicy. Yeah, I mean, and I want, on. you know, give me the flavor.
1: Become a beta tester. That's funny. They refer... The, the subscription yeah. plan is beta testing.
0: Yeah. Recurring monthly order. Become a beta tester. Save an extra 10%. And again, so it's like going with that software release style... You know Tesla did the same thing. Um you know there's a like some of the features in my car have a beta warning attached to them. So I want
1: to th- I'm going to point something out here that's like a huge pet peeve of mine. So this little checkbox right here um it the checkbox to become a radio tester. So you check it by actually hitting the little checkmark circle. But the text next to it should be a label element is what that's called. So the it's a form element is the left it's it's form type checkbox uh, input type check check checkbox the label would be associated with that checkbox and if it was associated correctly with that checkbox you could hit the label text and it would also check the box oh but clearly on this website they did not do it correctly so you have to kind of hit or miss the checkbox and hope it works
0: i want to fat finger this thing yeah
1: so you could fat finger it with your thumb the entire block of text right there and it would work but they didn't do it right
0: i do appreciate that part of the product form it does say free express shipping US shipping only oh yeah and they really like it doesn't look out of place it really fits in there um there the monthly subscription become a beta tester that's checked by default isn't it
1: no it wasn't for me
0: no Here let me refresh that well even if i refresh the it's page like, well, it'll remember it'll, it'll remember okay yeah i'm not sure it wasn't for me okay um and then they try to upsell you and they do a good job you know 3150 for 2 pounds uh you're saving because it would normally be $35 and then, or save forty three percent. It's got a little CSS animation to try and get me to buy twice as much. So fifty nugs buy a hundred nugs. Right, well, cool, what,
1: clear, that's an amazing deal. I want to know what's the nugs per meal setting. Is that how many nugs do you get per meal? I guess ten nugs a meal.
0: Yeah, it's whatever the they haven't
1: met me. <laughs> you True. Give me that twenty piece.
0: <laughs> I I did not know that you had all these like terrific. Nugs takes just like chicken nuggets in general. What they're good. Who doesn't like chicken nuggets? All right, yeah, you're right. I love nuggets. And then, know if I was strange or not though.
1: I like how the title changes when you flip between the different variants.
0: Oh yeah, look at that. That's yeah, cool. now it's a, it could conf- it kind of confirms your order a hundred spicy nuggets. Yeah, and then the, the product and title a little
1: save thirty six percent bopping. That's a nice little animation right there. That's easy. I like that, cool. and I
0: I love the it gives you the meal cost. That's a little bit Liquid Logic or JavaScript to do that. Where it's at like $2.02 per meal. I mean, I see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That's easy. We did that on Harney, where it tells you the cost per cup of your tea.
1: Well, on Harney's is way harder in that they sell you like there's 10 different ways you could buy that yeah. tea. So we had to figure out all the different ways it broke down.
0: All right. So I'm not even going down the page. I'm just clicking buy now.
1: It's just a lot more. Well, they do have the ingredients. They have like the full ingredients on there, which is good, I think. I think probably a. I'm sure if you're a person in the market for vegetarian uh, chicken nuggets, you probably care a lot about what's in your food. So
0: you want to pre-check what the the ingredients are. Well, plus if someone comes to you and says, look, it's simulated chicken polymer or or substrate, you're like, well, I got to check those ingredients maybe. Uh, (laughs) But what's cool is as soon as you click it, you add to cart or whatever the label was. Let me check. Well,
1: and let's look look here. Once you get down, so there's the buy nugs. There's the buy now button that's underneath our... um, variant switcher, Um, you scroll down, you hit features, and then another buy now, sticky buy now button pops up underneath and stays with you throughout the whole page. Love that. Love that and also that it's not big. It is not taking up a lot of space. I mean, they have a sticky header that is nice and narrow, Uh, not narrow, just like not tall, short, and they have a buy now button that is short that stays all the way at the bottom, which I like a lot. I feel like a lot of our clients get like sticky-itis. Where they're just like, well, that needs to be in the header because that's important, and also the header needs to be sticky. And, and pretty it, soon, yeah, nothing point, matters. It gets to the point where it's just like, okay, well, a third of the phone screen now is just a thing that's sitting there the whole time.
0: Yes, well, and it, a phone screen is very limited, so you have to use sticky elements very sparingly. I mean, it's or ed- you end up with no viewport? It's
1: editing. It's just it's the standard thing of just like if everything is important, nothing is important. Yes. So you need to edit yourself down to like this is literally the most important thing. It's got to be. It's got to be two things.
0: So when you click buy now on this site, it just, and I'm set to the beta tester, so the subscription, it just drops you straight into the recharge subscription checkout. And I'm on mobile, so it's like, oh, do you want to pay with Apple Pay? So this whole thing, like you go homepage, product page, checkout with Apple Pay, done. All right. This is a very optimized flow.
1: I did not take the subscription, and I went to, I got kicked straight to the checkout. There's no cart page in the cart. And the checkout is not modified. Let's they, see. They didn't theme the cart. Well, simu- I think that's their logo. Well, I don't like... Well, I'm on Nugs, baby. I'm on checkout.eatnugs.com. It shouldn't have the Simulate logo up there. It should have the Eat Nugs. I mean, they go so hard on the branding on this front end. And then they dump me into this black page with black buttons. I mean, get, why isn't this all red?
0: You're right. You're, you're right. It is, it's weird. It was better in the recharge checkout... It seemed to fit better. Yeah. And then when I I'm in the, the one page checkout, which hey, at least I can use Shop Pay here. Um and Apple Pay. So I appreciate that. The
1: I mean that's a real misstep. I mean, it really trips here. I mean, they go so hard on the front.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, and suddenly the color, you know, it's all black. Whereas Nug, it's because Nugs is so unapologetically red, the entire thing's a single There's color. One color it's red. So you're right. It is jarring to go um from that. It creates cognitive dissonance especially since like on the previous site it's only in a single header like an announcement bar that they just say nugs is now simulate.
2: Yeah, who the so hell. So if you weren't
0: paying attention, you're mm-hmm. not weird like me, mm-hmm. obsessing over it. You would potentially be startled. And this is an easy thing for them to test and see in their their analytics. Like do we have a lot of do we have an unusual drop off between add to cart and reach checkout? Or but yeah, uh after they've reached checkout, do we have an unusual drop off between that and purchased? Yeah, it should, should really say. it
1: should really only be like 60%.
0: All right, so going back to this site, I'm going to open up their their menu.
1: 60% of the previous, so down 40%, not down 60%. Oh, it says in the text box that serving size is five pieces.
0: Get out of here. (laughs) I I like to do six. What, am I having a snack? Depends on how hungry I am and what the side is. I like to make some garlic Parmesan fries to go with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's good.
1: Mm. Barbecue sauce.
0: I, I do, I put, uh, like, a ghost pepper barbecue sauce or uh, hell diver wing sauce from Calories. That's amazing. I put that on there. I dip my nugs in, in that. Anything else we want to check out on the Nugs site?
1: Uh, I, I like the top nav. If you go back and hit it, it pops down.
0: It is very nice. It's
1: very responsive. It's got four things. What is what is the difference? Product takes you to the product.
0: Okay, what's releases do? Oh, release notes. It's
1: the release notes. But buy a box. Oh, buy a box takes you to the checkout. Wow. What if I had nothing in my cart?
0: Interesting. Here's, check this out. There's no cart. How oh do I God. edit my cart? You're right, there isn't.
1: Because this is the magic of literally only selling one product.
0: I know, you the whole thing could just be like one squeeze page.
1: I mean, it's again go back to like my fantasies my various store fantasies i have that we've never been able to do your
0: e-commerce fantasies yeah
1: i just want to do i want a client or some a store that sells literally one thing just a single skew and And just just optimize it so hard
0: but that it's that's a tough business model to have and here what they have done is it's a consumable good and you could sell it on a subscription and you could also buy like it make this is a product where it makes sense to buy in quantity. So here, ah, they're treating it like a subscription. All right. It I makes was,
1: a lot of sense. I wasn't going to mention this, but it's now happened to me twice. Anytime I hit the back button, the product page just doesn't load anymore. Ooh, because they're like they're trying to get so cutesy with all their freaking animations <sighs> and all their little boppins and stuff. They're boppins. Yeah, a technical term, you know. Uh, I just feel like whatever trigger they have to make to trigger the animations is just like not working. Or the oh yeah, some no, library.
0: I, I was able to replicate the issue as well. Yeah.
1: Anytime you hit back on the NUG site on your phone, the site
0: breaks. Huh. Yeah. Now I, you're right. I went forward, back, and now I'm scrolling through it, and my 360 spinny box is gone. The whole thing's gone until you get down to the um,
1: to the reviews, which I'm assuming are just like static.
0: Well, for me, it, like the stuff was gone, and then I started to scroll, and it appeared, but I never got. The, the product box. I'm right?
1: telling you right now, because it's it's because it's um because the space is all there, like you could scroll down. So like yeah. the, the stuff is there. It's just at opacity zero. Oh. And it's not triggering the, the little cutesy animation to have it fade in.
0: This is why I always avoid as much as I love fade in animations. I avoid them because they break like this.
1: I hate fade in animations. And I hate when you're scrolling down through the page, the little animations, because in my mind, they trigger too late a lot of the time. Like you're scrolling down and you're like, where the fuck did all this stuff go? And then like the tr- the middle of the page is like gone and then all of a sudden it pops in.
0: Yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've seen it many, many well just scrolling through the homepage, it did it, where it's just like blank space, blank space. And then the release notes popped in. It said like just load it in advance. And then you don't have that issue. Did That's you? how I use yeah, I use I like to use those those animations sparingly. Um anything else we want to look at on here?
1: And I guess that's it. they only sell one thing
0: well there's, there's more coming so we'll we'll have to revisit it, Nugs. it's
1: our dream. It's literally our dream We sell one thing buy it or don't
0: I would I'd also uh I would love to have someone from Nugs on Twitter and i'm I'm starting to reach out to people I'm trying to make that happen so yeah you are crossed.
1: extremely thirsty on Twitter
0: I've you know what I when I love something I'm in
1: they got a big FAQ page that's good if you go to help yeah go to the help page
0: oh but my camera just died
1: oh um, well. That defeats the purpose of this whole thing.
0: Well, it, we're on the screencasts, though. Text us. Oh, wow, you text
1: yeah. them. You could text them or email.
0: And then there's, yeah, the top of the FAQ page, the header just says text us, and then or email.
1: Here's a problem. And
0: then How do we have our FAQ? I, I
1: got a question. How do I text them?
0: I just tapped it and it opened.
1: Oh, it didn't work for me. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm tapping on it. It's not doing anything. Yeah, the FAQ, that's pretty cool. I think the text is too small. The answer text is way too small.
0: Uh, it is it, for mobile. It's tiny.
1: Yeah. I'd up that.
0: This is a good selection of questions too.
1: I'm sure a uh, little tip, take note of every question you get emailed by any of your customers and write it down. And then, you know, every couple months or so go through the list of all the questions you've been asked and go, Oh, that one got asked four times. That needs to go in the FAQ now. Cause it was a frequently asked question and had all those off at the pass.
0: Uh, cha-ching. That's major key alert right there. Yeah. Well, you're not hitting the button. Uh, I just didn't have it loaded up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm the idiot here. Well, idiot.
1: yeah, Ooh, very good.
0: There you go. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I'm I'm hungry for nugs, and my camera died. Do you have nugs? I do have nugs. All right, we can maybe we will have some nugs. I gotta go tell some nugs. All right, see you guys. All right, bye bye. If you've ever updated your Shopify theme, you know how time consuming it can be, especially if you have to migrate customizations like app installs or language edits. Fortunately, there's a better way. The folks at Out of the Sandbox built a tool that makes updating your theme faster and significantly easier. It's called the Theme Updater app. With it, you can update your Out of the Sandbox or Pixel Union theme with the click of a button without losing any of your old settings, customizations, or app installations. You'll get email notifications whenever a new version of your theme is available. And with the pro plan option, you can enjoy access to priority theme support, retain custom language edits, and view template customizations to accelerate your theme updates. Start updating your theme today. Go to outofthesandbox.com unofficial to see the theme updater in action. And best of all, if you purchase Flex or Turbo using the code Kurt20, you'll save 20% and get a year of access to the theme updater absolutely free. That's right. Save 20% and get one year of updates and upgrades for free. That's code KURT20 for 20% off Flexer Turbo and one year free of the Theme Updater app. Never miss out on another Theme Update again. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.